Are you guys ready to have some grown folks conversation tonight? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Well, you see, we, we're pulled up to the table and we're ready to dive into some deep conversation or some great conversation. But first, we want to take a, the moment to introduce ourselves. My name is Elisha V. Cash, and I am the founder and president of the National Women's Empowerment Ministry. And I'm also the author of the Little Red Networking book. They call me the networker because that's what I like to do. <laughs> and you do it well. Hi, everybody. My name is Joyce Littell. I am the brand manager for News and Talk 1380 WAOK and the host of The Quiet Storm on V103, both stations in Atlanta, Georgia. Hello, and I am Deloitte Grizzle, the immediate past chapter president of the 100 Black Women, Decatur Cat. And I am Vicki B. Turner. I'm an elected official, privileged to sit on the DeKalb County Board of Education. My husband and I have a community initiative on monthly we meet, and it's called DeKalb Cultural Exchange, where we bring relevant information to our community to better inform them and to improve the quality of their lives. Hello, everyone. Glad that you joined us at the table. I am Livia Baycar, Dr. Livia Baycar, and I am uh, the owner and founder of Sugar Plum Events, Inc., which is an event planning facility uh, that is pretty much on Jonesboro Road, but is here in Atlanta, Georgia. I also am the founder of the and host of the annual Girlfriends Brunch, a brunch that we have every New Year's Day for women, and we have something special coming up for uh, this upcoming year. I'm just a woman with many hats, and I do bake by chance, so welcome to the table. And she's a great baker at that. <laughs> well, tonight we're, talk we're pulling up to the table to talk about to post or not to post. Nah. Um, it, it's, it, it's such a, a fun thing to do this whole social media. You know, some people are still learning how to navigate it and some people have been on social media for a while and, and they are uh, veterans at um, of posting. But is there something uh, called uh, over posting or, or not or posting too much when it comes to relationships and personal business and you know, things that go on at your job and traveling. You guys tell me, uh, what do you feel about that? Do you think we post, we put too much stuff out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I think I, I understand the, the value of social media. Uh, being in my industry, you know, it is vitally important that, you know, I utilize it, my staff utilize it, and, and just to let people know what, you know, we are doing. But I think sometimes we can get a little bit too personal on our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, and 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 I, it it just wears me out, <laughs> you know. I mean, some things I just don't need to know, you yeah. know. And uh, and some uh, pictures I don't need to see, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like me. I know I should not put anything on there to expose any of this because it's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right. So I I know the value of social media, and I'm pretty sure. A whole lot of other folks do too but i think in everything you know we just take take things to the extremes because we have it out there for our our use so you know yeah i do think uh too much is sometimes just too much i i'm inclined to agree with joyce um i was a reluctant uh social media person and i i came aboard about six years ago and I decided I like the choice. I don't want to post a picture and I can quote, I put a quote up every now and then. But what I find is that people do not give you a real depiction of their lives. And so I've talked to various people who sometimes feel like social media posts make them a bit depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're nodding your head because you might have heard it. And so what we do is we, we create a picture of what we think our lives should be, but it's not our reality. And so uh, I tell people, I'm very candid. I, when I like my husband, I really like him, but when I don't like him, I don't. And we just feel <laughs> I always love him, but I don't always like him, okay? So 
So I don't post the things when I don't like them. I only post them when I post them. But that ain't the real world for Robert and Vicky Turner. <laughs> but I think it's gone overboard. Think people use it to pit people against each other. I think people fight on social media. So I think that there has to be a proper balance. We're missing that. I agree. I think, you know, you know, we're the new age and day and time where, you know, social media is the communicating factor. So this is where people uh, meet up again. This is where people who have not seen their classmates and have not seen folk they worked with in past, you know, employment. This is the place where they, you know, they meet up and have conversations and people learn about what you're up to, what you're doing. Uh, some, it, in some ways, is a very positive thing because I get to see persons who have children you know, babies or they got married or, they, or if they started a business or whatever they're doing, some of that can be very, uh, it can be good. I do think that in this age of what everything is reality TV, even social media, um, the celebrities, their marriages, it, it's a it's an open book on social media. You know, they, they posting, I'm getting divorced and then y'all back together, you, you, you got the ring up. And so, uh, it, it, it becomes this whole thing of, you know, you're telling too much. Here's the thing that my, my uh, grandmother said years and years ago, and even my mother said the same thing. You know, your, your, your house your, is your business. Everybody should not be uh, privy to what goes on in your house. And you should only tell people what you really want them to know. Mm -hmm. and so if we're putting everything on social media. It's the, I get, as Vicky said, I love my husband, but some days I don't like him. So if I'm putting up stuff and I'm just talking about whatever fight we had or, or, or talking about him very badly, well, when I'm back with him or when we reconcile, <laughs> then your friends or your family, they don't like him because you, you, you said all of this stuff because it didn't matter if you come back and said that, you know, uh, he, he bought you this beautiful house and he, he loves you and this and that. We don't care about that. What we care about the fact that you didn't like him, you can stand him. And, and he did this, he did that. So you have to be careful in posting all of this stuff. And then the other thing is, people like salacious stuff. So as long as you put this stuff out, you're looking crazy. Now, what I don't like <laughs> is the third strap, folks. That's my problem. People, the women who are up there with the thirst, let me break it down for those of us who may not know what in the Sam Hale that is. Um, thirst trapping is people who post pictures uh, in, in certain kinds of um, clothing, certain kind of picture, uh, positions and things of that nature to attract uh, attention and certain folk. And so if you're constantly, if you go on vacation, you can wear whatever kind of bathing suit you want, honey. Because I sure do. Hallelujah. Wait, what's it called, Libby? It's called what? E, 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 I don't want you to comment because see, <laughs> and the fact that you're sitting here asking me this, don't you tell these people this? Don't tell these people this? Don't tell them. You text me off air. You text me off air. Don't you do this? Don't do it. Uh, uh no, ma'am. Thirst trap. It's a thirst trap. So it's being thirst. Thirst trap. So oh. if you say if you 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 on vacation, you're at the beach, you're free to wear whatever you want to wear. But if you wearing your little thong bathing suit, we all grown the show. We don't need to see the picture of that. We don't need to see the picture of you turned around showing that. Now here, there are some people that don't think anything wrong with that. But here's the problem: single women come close to the screen. Come close. <laughs> so when you do that, what happens is when you meet someone. They've already met your ASS. Him? <laughs> Listen, come on, come they, on. They don't have they don't have no need to meet nothing else because they met your assets. <laughs> and and because they met your assets, this is what you're looking for. Because you've been thirst trapping on this. So when people are in your inbox and then you turn around and post. You know, the next day, next week, you post and say, I'm, I wish, I, you know, I want a good man and I wish I can go out on a date and all these things about how hard it is to be single. Well, you're not going to trap anybody that wants to settle down with you because you've been thirst trapping. Now, that's what I have a problem with. You, you putting all this stuff and then, you, you know, you want to know why it's so hard to find a good man. And then men, that's, let's not put it all on ladies. Cause men put stuff up too. And yeah, they, they do. You know, dating Jane, 
then you start dating Sheila, then you then you start dating Tamika, and then you try to come yeah, and think that you're gonna. Be I can't be part of Tamika, Sheila, and everybody else. It's the, baby, it's too much for party. So same difference. Thirst trapping, throw it away in Jesus' name. <laughs> No, just when I thought, just when I thought I was learning about Facebook, because you all know I was the last person to get on Facebook. Now you got what you call it, thirst trapping, thirst trapping, thirst yes. trapping. And you know, and I was you're trying was, to trap the person with the thirst. Come on with me, Delores. But you Come know what? And and I was just beginning to think that oh, so Facebook is not so bad because remember I didn't want to be on Facebook because I'm kind of a private person and I'm just not a person that I want everything about me out there and yeah. so I'm very selective even being on Facebook now and when I was president now my media relations team they had me on Facebook they had me on Instagram all those things because they were following me as the president through my journey. So all those things was out there, but that's a positive light. That's about women doing empowering things, empowering other women and talking about women and black girls. But I think what I see with Facebook, I think it's a great vehicle for people in business, people who are trying to get their business out there and trying to reach a, a vast number of people. But what you were saying, I don't know so much as I really have a lot of those people as friends because I'm very selective who can be my friend on Facebook because of those things you're talking about. But I know those things exist. What I am not, it's not that I'm oblivious to these things that are being talked about. I know about a lot of sites out there that people are going to, their private sites. They got a, they got a lot of things out there, things that men like to go and see and watch. So women, you know, be, be careful. You don't know what the men out there are looking. But it's just so much out there that these women are exposing the men to. Uh, it, it, it's a lot. Facebook is just, it's a lot. But I'm just going to keep it you know, conservative. <laughs> I won't keep it in good content, positive. You know, that's what, you know, that's what yeah. I want to see. But you know what? I'm the one last thing and I'm, I'm going to get yeah. this part. But I think what I hate seeing when I turn on Facebook, it's like the same people, the same stuff. And for me, I really want something I, I can get something from. I want to be fed from something. So I have to go through all this garbage sometimes just to get to something positive. Yeah. So for those things I but I think that's what that may help them because I can't say what helps one person doesn't help another or it might be good for them maybe they need that in their life maybe they need five ten posts of flowers of uh, uh, something inspirational they just got these quotes and sometimes is you get so much of that before you can really get to something that was very uh positive inspirational or something you really needed to see and read that that's my take and on I that. And I agree. Point. And I think, we, you know, Dolores, I think you're absolutely right. I think the positive aspect of it, I'm laughing at uh, Jay uh, Peabody and Rashana Butler who said, listen, if we can get in this two people, we don't care nothing about what you're talking about. We going to have to show it up. Let me tell you something. I ain't mad at that. I understand we are yet struggling and we yet holding on. Um, but but it, the, there are great parts of this, this uh, exposure posting too. When you when you need prayer, mm -hmm. uh, if you you know when people who are going through things and don't have uh, you know a tribe or or, or uh, a circle, they there are many people who have posted who are going through different things and they they've been able to get the help they needed from therapists to just get people to be with them in the corner. And if you you know if I if I put a prayer up for my mother and said that you know I need prayer, I've had. Tons of people reach out to me, praying for me very genuinely. So that that kind of thing for me is the, is the good side of being, uh, you know, not so private about your posting and kind of being vulnerable. So there yeah. is a good in it. And I think that's but we have to establish where is the limit of that. And some people don't think it is. Some people live their lives as an open book and whether they're on Facebook, so uh, uh, Instagram or Twitter or even Snapchat or TikTok. They, they are open book, you know, on, in the media and out of the media. And so you can be around these people and this is the way they live. And so their followers are not shocked. They're not, 
bias. It's not anything disdain because they've already seen this in real in real life. So those kind of people, you know, th that may be their thing. It's just something I cannot do. To me, I just can't have if everybody know every single thing about me. Uh, and especially as a single woman, I certainly don't want people to know everything about me because then people would can and using the old school term can court me the way that I have listed. Yeah. So you don't really get to see me, get to know me, to know right. what I like. All you get to do is come come court me based on what I've posted. And, and that's something I wouldn't want either. Well, my well you know, another thing, thing. Go ahead, Vic. Go ahead. Well, well, my mama think Facebook is from the devil. So <laughs> we... When she talk, we talk about putting too much stuff out there, especially with the family, you know, family business. And, you know, she'll come to me thinking she's telling me something like, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? I said, oh, yeah, I saw it on Facebook. And she said, you saw it on Facebook? You're telling me they're putting the business on Facebook? I just don't like that on Facebook. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? When you, when you, when you think that, it's probably that the older you are, the maybe the more distasteful it might be. Oh, you yeah. know, it's a generational thing. You've got your millennials, you've got yeah. your young people. Now, my daughter, who is um, 35, uh, 36, she has very, very little interest in it because she feels like it's morphed into something that it was never intended to be. Like uh, Libby said, you reconnect with old high school friends or college friends, but it's gone to another place. And so um, she she makes jokes about it that it's for old people like me. <laughs> right, uh, yes. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. the grandbaby, right? So, uh, but I, I <laughs> think we've lost the balance. And you know, and I want to insert this in, we have a leader in the White House who really believe in posting, right? Mm -hmm. um, post even out of emotional place. Uh, and Libby, you're a therapist, you understand, um, you know, in, in ministry, that that, that 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 could go south of the border very easily. But when you're angry, you post. When you're happy, you post. You know, you're just out there. And, and it's become almost reality TV through Facebook or Twitter. So I just think we've lost the art of um, of things being private, as Dolores said, being private and uh, confidential. There are things in my house I want to remain there, and so um, um, and then we've posted on with people and not gotten their permission to put it. So I just think we've lost the art of civil uh, civility. I think we've lost the art of confidentiality and maturity. Mm -hmm. Well, Jay says. Um I post about my marriage quite a bit because my marriage is a testimony. Um, both of us say God and therapy changed our, our love, made us become our best selves and find each other. Plus, he crazy cute. Right? <laughs> and I think black love out there is real, Jay. I think it needs to be seen, you know, because um, one thing about it, uh, I think what has been an advantage for us is some it's not much to watch on TV, and sometimes you just turn on Facebook and be like, oh, that's good. <laughs> and I think it, and I think it's good to post about uh, marriage, you know, in, in a way that you can control the narrative. Yeah. And I, that that is a good thing because I I follow Jay, and and I I love the things that she posts about and navigating the reins of marriage and the different things that come to ebb and flows of marriage with blended family um, and blending, you know, with children and all of that and how you do that. I think it's a positive thing. And plus Jay is a, a you know, a licensed therapist as well. So, you know, she can speak to that from a, another point of view. And I think it does say a lot about it. So to me, that's a positive post. But if I, if I'm on there posting, you know, one day that, uh, it, or if she's on there posting one day, uh, I can't, my, I can't stand my husband because I, you know, when I walked in the house, you know, he, he was in, you know, whatever, whatever. I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I love to hear that the affection, the love, you know, 
My husband walked in and gave me the biggest kiss. I can go with all that. I just don't know. I don't want to go too deep to where I can put an image to what you're saying. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't know how I feel. So that's to me. I think we do need to see the black love. I think that's why we see a lot of that. And just, you know, people loving each other and the personal posts about when we you see different things about what healed folk, you know, people helping other people and why they did this and the rescue of folk. Being able to see that, I mean, that's a personal side too. But I, yeah. I think it's still good and it's still from an empowering place. Now, I do think we do need to see, you know, I'm a person that like a lot of, I like a little tea myself. So I need to get a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I have advice to, to deal with. I like to watch the Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so I like that kind of carrying on sometimes. So yeah, I like a little something, but I like to see it in this appropriate place. There, yeah. there. There are uh, a different websites, I'm sorry, different pages like TMZ or, you know, uh, like that. They This is what they do. So, yeah, I like to go get some of the stuff from there. I'm okay with that. But I don't necessarily want your life to be TMZ to me. You yeah. know, let me look at the other kind of stuff. So, I think well, what, it, about, what about posting too much? Is it possible that people can overpost, like, you know, absolutely. like, you do you have to post every day or do we need to post every other day? I mean, like, what's the posting? Well, well, you know, when you go to some when you go to some marketing uh classes or go to some marketing uh conferences, one of the things that they tell you is to post. I mean, you know, if you're trying to introduce yourself to, you know, a community, then you know the experts say to post to post something every day to introduce yourself and uh so on that side i get it but you know I, i'm sorry th th those five photos you know <laughs> oh my, okay. i didn't do it <laughs> I, I, I haven't done mine yet because my life is busy. But you know, it's just too much. But trust me, Joyce, I've been going through, scrolling through my photos, trying to see which five I want. <laughs> I haven't posted me. I haven't posted my five either. <laughs> but and you know what? And and it's cool because some people you'd be like, hmm, they, <laughs> it's gotten better. But it's just it's just a lot. It's just <laughs> What you say, Joyce? Thank Joe Bless him, Lord. <laughs> but you know what, Joyce? Wouldn't you agree, ladies, that we, with the pandemic, we have been sequestered, if you will, yes. in the house and not at liberty to do some of the things we yes. were to do a year ago. So you're trying to make the most of the time, right? Yes. So I'm like Libby. I looked at the five pictures challenge and I said, First, <laughs> and then I said, Well, let me see if I can find my best. You know, <laughs> look, look, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I look for my five. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, my thing is just trying to keep up with all of that stuff. It's something because after the five, I promise you it's going to be something else. And I'm like, I just got my five up. Come on. <laughs> but you know what? I'm tired of I'm tired of those games. Okay, I, I understand we went through the pandemic. People were trying to find things to do. But those games, I'm just so tired of those games. I'm really, because I, I don't, I'm not on often. I might cut it on, see what's going on quickly. I'm Because I'm, now what I find myself doing, I'm not really even looking or reading anybody's posts. I'm just kind of scrolling yeah. through, through to those people that I know going to put something positive mm -hmm. out there or something I'm looking for. I need to see. I need to read. Other than that, I'm gone through it. I'm off. And I might check back in in the middle of the day, that type of thing. But I think, as Vicky was saying, our, our kids say that, we're old school because we should be on Instagram. I think I'm going to move on over to the Instagram. <laughs> I think that's what I, I'm going to do. I have to learn that now. But, uh, but, but, I, but I do want to ask a question because I actually fell out with somebody for about a year because what I thought Facebook etiquette was. And uh, my thing is, you can't post about me. I mm -hmm. post about me. Okay. You post about you or your family. Yeah. I post about me and my family because I know what I want out there. 
Mm-hmm. Or I know what picture I want out there. And I tell you, we fell off about a year. <laughs> we did. I mean, this person did not speak to me because I told them that's how I felt. My thing was, I'll just tell you how I feel. I didn't, I didn't think you, we were mad. <laughs> Should they have been mad with me? I mean, is that something to be mad with me about? <laughs> well, I think, I think if someone posted no. a picture of you that you don't like, you Somebody posted a video and I told them I did not like it. it, it it's not that it was in bad taste or anything, but you you don't post a video. I post a video. <laughs> but I yeah, no one can say that they've seen right. a video of me on Facebook because I've never I don't post videos of me. And Lord knows I have a thousand of videos. <laughs> but I don't because I'm not one gotta see myself in that light on Facebook. Uh-huh. Right. I don't need that for me. Some people need, I don't need that. So I'm, that's not what I'm on Facebook about. But, and at, and I told him, I said, no, you post, you and your family, you don't post mine. So it was about me and mine. Yeah. But when it comes to me and mine, you know how I am about that. So. But then if you find somebody who want to wish you a happy birthday because they are your friend, then you find that you don't, you wouldn't want them to do that. Most people that know me know they better call me on the phone. <laughs> But you know, but my well, thing is, is you don't come on, I know not to post. But my thing is, I posted a picture of her too this year for her birthday. <laughs> but it was a good taste. I, I saw it. it but my thing <laughs> is, you, a lot of people don't use good judgment now. Right. Yeah. I have seen some things people will post to people, and I said, why did they put that picture out there? Uh, <laughs> now, I would not do that to a person. <laughs> Now, if it's in good taste, because a young lady did do a post and did a lot of pictures of me, but they were in good taste and everything. And and that was fine. But some people, they don't care what they put out there. And for the people that really knows me, no, you cannot do that. I don't like that. I wouldn't do you that way. So just treat me like I treat you. Don't, you know, I just think, well, that's my definition of uh, Facebook etiquette. Well, do you, I think you, you have to know the person. <laughs> no, you know, you have to know the person. Some people are okay with that. Some people are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends, even when we take pictures, they have to, they want to view the pictures a hundred times. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I may not be like it because I'm already on pose. You know, like I know what, how I'm a, this camera hit. I'm already you blind your angle. This is my this is making me thin pose with the hand on the hip. <laughs> I'm already ready and I'm to the side. I got it. But some people, they don't, they don't feel good about that. So I think you need to know the person. And if you do say like a birthday post, go pull a picture that they've already posted. That means they're comfortable with that picture. And so you post what they've already posted. I do agree with you, Dolores. Don't post a video or anything of me, my family, that you really have not gotten approval for if it's something, if, if, if it's, you know, something I haven't posted. Now, if it's a picture where we were together and we was at dinner or we were at some, I don't care about things like that, but don't post nothing for me that I may, you know, I may not, I, we have not talked about that it's going to be out there, but I'm, I'm typically a little bit more open about it because I do post a lot. You know, I post a lot, I post a lot of selfies, um, you know, you, you you follow me, you know, it's going to be a selfie probably about three, four times this week. It just probably <laughs> happened. Uh, it's going to be on my post. It's going to be in my stories. I keep and I'm going to post, you know, my cakes and things like that. So I think wow. people got to be careful about uh, who, who, who the person is, know the person and know what they, what they will like. Cause I'm, I guarantee you, Lois, you've been like that well, on social media or not. I don't even want to go past my front porch unless I know that. <laughs> but, but the funniest thing, that person is not even in the video or anything. You know those closet video people videoing you and you don't know it. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. And then you see it. You can't do that. Oh. I would never do anybody like that. But well, here it is. You've you've heard the Facebook edit. You've heard the social media <laughs> etiquette right here at the grown folks table. Do not post videos without people's permission, people. Or we won't be speaking for one year. Okay. <laughs> 
And it is allowed for you to post multiple selfies. Yeah. <laughs> so grab your five. That is totally allowed. <laughs> she said, we're in a pandemic. And so we don't have a whole all the time we normally have. So we can post as much as we like. There's yeah. no limit to posting. <laughs> That's fine. On a more serious note, um, Kushner comment on Black Americans must want to be successful um, is is hitting the headlines all over social media, all over the news waves about um, Black Americans wanting to be successful. And so, you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, what what pushed him to get it from the camera and and put that whole sentence together um, and think that that was okay to to talk about black Americans not wanting to be successful. Is this another indication of a person standing on their side of privilege? Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, a ignorant person. it's a person that's just ignorant. As that Joyce is, said, <laughs> they, they, they are in their privilege. And one thing about ignorance is, if you have not exposed yourself or want to expose yourself to anything outside of what you have in your box, you're not going to be, first of all, knowledgeable. And you're certainly you know, not going to be compassionate in what you say. Mm -hmm. Sad comment is he actually believes that and he's not alone. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so there are many people when he, when he made this comment, there are many people who agree with him. And I think the bigger issue is not what he said. The bigger issue is that he represents a population that believes the same, mm -hmm. that we're lazy. We don't want to, quote unquote, work our way up. We don't, we want handouts. We want, you know, we want to be front in line for this stimulus package. We want to be, continue to live a life uh, with, with food stamps. So uh, we want to, we want all of the unemployment money because we don't want to go back to work. So we want y'all to keep, you know, uh, doing trades, trades and trades of dollars. Uh, you know, sending down to unemployment and extending it because we don't want to work. That that's that's the sad part that there's a huge population population of people that believe that and they don't believe that it's not an equal pla uh, uh, platform. That, that, and I think the, the comments are, are really coming around the fact that um, a lot of black businesses are are not. Um, doing well and, and saying that they were overlooked when it came to a lot of the, the money that was issued um, to businesses for their the stimulus um, um, packages and things like that, um, that all businesses weren't able to totally take advantage um, of the different um, opportunities that were available for small businesses. And so when you make a comment like that, I think um, there has been because I'm a black I'm a black business owner and I I know a few of you are a black business owner um, as well and we've all experienced what it's been like during this time to to lose to have to pivot to revamp to try to stay afloat you know so for a person to come and make a comment like that to say oh we've given you everything if you want to be successful you got to show that you want to be successful. I, think we have proven that uh, black America wants to be successful. We're past that. Go you, ahead. Know, you know what, e, I, um, let me just say this. Um, every statement that is made doesn't warrant a response. You know how, you know yes. what I'm why give credence to something as ignorant and as foolish as this? Now, Sometimes people make comments for stock value. You know that. Yes. And to bring attention to them or whatever they represent. But I'm just saying, in, in 2020, and we know the plight of our people, the underserved in our community, people of color, we understand the, the chasm that is between rich and poor, the affluent and the left, and yet for somebody to be so insensitive and ignorant to make a statement such as this, I just don't, I don't want to even give it the time of day because he knows better. I really believe that that man is not that stupid 
that he would believe that black people don't want to be successful. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think it's all for shock back. I do. Mm -hmm. To keep something in the forefront. But I'm, I'm just disappointed. It seems like the progress that we want to celebrate we've made is not made. Mm -hmm. When people like that speak out of that space, because you, you know I free by the fruit of there. You know how to be abundance of the heart, the mouth, the feet. Yeah, he. It, I, I think, it, like you know, Pastor, like you said, I think privilege just lead the conversation with them. You know, when they have haven't had to ask or, you know, beg and plead and borrow, you know, and and sometimes mm -hmm. have somebody else stand in your stead just to try to get it. You know, I think you know with with people like that with them just not knowing, you know, it, it, it just makes them think that it's okay to make those kinds of comments. I, I, I used to work with a, 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 a white guy and he used to say some things and I used to tell him, I said, you say these things because you haven't had to deal with it. And, the, and, and because you haven't had to deal with it, you think this is how life has been and, and has been for everybody, not for us. Not for us. We haven't had the opportunity to just say, here's my business plan. Here's what my goals are. Here's what I would yes. like to do with this business. Now, all I need is this loan. Yes. And then and then you get denied and you get denied again and you get denied again. So, you know, people of privilege like that, I'm sorry, you know, I, I don't like to speak violence, but you want to bust them in the face and be like, <laughs> right, go somewhere and sit down. I'm just, yes, I'm just, you, I'm just sick I'm of it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. just sick of it, and I'm like Vicky, you know. Sometimes you just want to just not say anything, yeah. you know, just to not to make them feel like you know we should be listening to the foolishness that comes out of kind of out of your mouth because you're not us yeah. and you haven't experienced this all of our lives right and he's in his position because of the nepotism yeah. um, he's truly yes white privilege he i'm like how dare you to lecture us on what is best for us and our community and just how we feel about things i think it's the most ignorant thing and i'm like in agreement with obama where do these people come from i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's like who do they talk to but um but you know, and, and I'm like, are you two joys? I mean, I worked 15 years with people just like him because uh, I worked in advertising and in advertising, that's all there is white privilege. And and to be maybe five is five out of the hundred and fifty in the in the office. I mean, you see it all the time. The time. All the time. And I work with millionaires, so I know how they think. Right. I know how they think about us. I know what it was like working with them every day. Right. So this here with Kushner, yes, this is ignorant. And who cares about what he thinks? He thinks Trump's policy can help people, you know, with our problems. I'm like, who are you to tell us about our problems? But I think black people are very, very successful. I think yes. we're doing excellent jobs with our, the next generations be even being more successful than say we are our children's children are going to be successful so we don't need him or his father-in-law to tell us anything about being successful and that we need their policies to help get us there i think we're already there yeah well one of the i agree with that go ahead Libby. real quick i agree with you Dolores, and i was going to say you know we have to remember that this goes back to that sharecropping thing uh, when we were sharecropping and every they told us that if we were to sharecrop a certain amount that we can own our land. And every time we would go and reach that 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 goal they gave us, then they would say that's not enough because we owe them this, we owe them that. So the success is not based on what we do. That's that's the unfortunate thing in their mind. Success is based on what they allow. Mm -hmm. They're not allowing us to get to a certain level because they're blocking the director's job, you know, uh, jobs. They're blocking the manager jobs. They're blocking the VP jobs, the CEO jobs, and, mm -hmm. and all these other things, or even loans, like Joyce said, for us, for us to even try to open our business. If we had to jump 
five, I know we can have to jump through a million hoops just to open up facility. The coding yes. we're doing. We couldn't call up a friend, dial a friend and call daddy. Uh the daddy called somebody else to get us in the door. So yeah, it, it goes back to that. It goes back to clipping our wings that's keeping mm -hmm. us to fly. Let me propose this question. Do you all think that the um that black America or our community lacks the infrastructure um and of uh, and resources to support itself? You know, and what I when the reason why I ask that is because when you think about um the different communities, like you have the Asian community where they have Chinatown and you know, they have the resources, the banks, you know, all their money is is right there, everything they need for their kids, education, their grocery stores, all of that. And then you have the Jewish community, and then you have the Indian community, you know, so every community has some type of infrastructure um, and resources for themselves. Does the black community, do we have that? I don't think we do. I, I I think we missed the boat on that purchasing power. It's, I think it's because of trust. I, I really think we have these trust issues. And I think because maybe some of us have been hurt with doing business with black people. I, I think that might be my problem, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I've done some business and I was burned a lot. And, you know, then you begin to not trust. And But I think if we had that, that definitely would strengthen our community. We, we definitely if we can recycle those dollars. We don't do it like the Asians. You're right. They keep that money circulating in, in their communities. And our money come in and it goes out. Mm -hmm. So so we don't have that buying power to continue to create jobs and and all the other things that we need to because black businesses, you know, they've really declined forty one percent since uh, this COVID back in April. Right. That's that's huge. But you know what? Um the Lord I agree with you trust issues, and um, you know, I, I owned my own school for, for years, and, and I saw that if, if, if I did business with a black-owned business, an entrepreneur, and if they burned me, it made me suspect about doing it again with another, right? But I thought about it. I really had an intense moment where I thought, if you go down here to a bank that is predominantly white-controlled, and if they burn you, you just go to another bank that is white controlled. Yes. So they still benefit from our dollars, but we get suspect. And I was one of those <laughs> about others, right? And right. So we have those stories. But I do believe that this thing was embedded in us from many years ago during slavery, where you pitted us against one another. And so you had those that lived in the house and those that worked in the and they were different. Some was better based on income, a complexion, and coloring. So, a color is, we still have a lot of that stuff that is in that's inside of us that we need to be purged so that we can empower ourselves to be successful. The black dollar is powerful, but we need to for our community to benefit from it. But so I think we have a long way to go. I think that I, I won't give up. I won't give up. Uh, I'll keep trying. But I, I know we have a long way to go. Well, I just thought Bettina put in the comment that we lack the resources. So thank you, um, Bettina, for commenting. And for those of you that are watching, you know, you guys um, chime in too and let us know. Um, your thoughts at the table. Go ahead, Joyce. You were getting ready to say something. I, I think the 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 big thing that we also have to do is to make sure that when we do, when we are blessed with a business, that we be the best in it, and and we can't and we can't have step with it because we are we are going to be criticized, and we are the first to criticize each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and but 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 the thing of it is, is nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with saying you need to be better at this yeah. Yeah. and we have to work towards getting better at that. And, and I think sometimes we jump out there, you know, too soon that we haven't really invested in the areas that's yeah. going to make us look good and right. make people, and make people want to do business with us. 
And so, I mean, you know, I've run across some of those. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm really trying you know, to, to support you. Yes. But you cannot, you know, be like this every time I come. No. So I, I think overall in some businesses is it's it's our service is make sure that we might be knowledgeable, but what we present. You know, it has to be as top notch as po as we possibly can. And if we're not financially ready to do that, then don't do it. That's right. Don't, don't jump out there. You know. And, and, yeah. And you know, is <laughs> I think the best business owners are those who are able to to glean and learn from others. I think what our issue has been is that we have not had the the privilege of being able to learn from daddy and learn from mama and learn from granddaddy and learn from grandma. So we don't know how to handle money. We don't know how to handle uh, customers. We don't know how to, to give the best service because we, where we have learned, we've learned from people who have done just what we're doing. So this is why we see the pattern of black businesses looking the same in a lot of places is because we went to this business bad. We started a business, but everybody, it's not meant to be an owner of a business. That's Some people are, they may be the, the, the mind behind it or that guy, or the funding person behind it, but you may need to hire somebody who can be the face of the business. Yeah, right. And, and, and that, who can come in, who have who's learned, who's been around and, and send your manager to places that do well, white, black, Indian, Asian, whatever. Send them to places and let them come back and model certain things. That, that's the problem. People don't model success or model how to do this. And we weren't taught that. All we knew we can cook good is to open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, we cook real good, so let's 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 become a tailor or a seamstress, you know, or guess what? We can bake. And so let's just start baking for people. But we don't go and try to research what, what product price is, uh, is, is, about, you know, is like, what other folks your competitors are charging, you know, what utensils you need and how much it is to, to do. And go to YouTube, Google, learn how to make, you know, certain things right. Don't just put out product any kind of way. If you want to put collard greens, let, let's give yourself about six people to taste, not from your family. They're gonna always say, Yeah, it's the best collard green. Yeah, a, hungry uncle ain't green. It. a hungry uncle ain't it <laughs> <laughs> because this menu with your collard greens is not it. So, we need to do more research before we open, yeah. 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 before we get into business. I had this conversation with someone. They, you know, as as black people, oftentimes we have a million businesses open. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Hey, you got to hone in somewhere. Hone in, focus, go and learn about it. Talk yeah. to someone who's been in business, and they can tell you. No, it's not gonna pop off for you like you think in your head. You don't want to throw in the towel. You're not gonna make no money for five to seven years. Mm -hmm. Yes, building in five to seven years, and wow. be mad at the customer if they come in there and they waited and they pre ordered and walked in, they food ain't ready mm -hmm. Said in your app or on your, your, your website. That if I get there at 7 35 p.m., my wings gonna be ready. Well, I should have to wait 10 minutes for my wings if you told me at 7 35. So, what you need to fix your platform. Go and judge your platform according to your productivity. That's what's wrong with us. We didn't learn certain things because we, we, we didn't have the privilege, as Joyce said, but that doesn't mean that we have to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. Well, what's what's one of your favorite Black-owned businesses tonight? Like, if you had to shout it out uh, at the table so people can go out and um, and try it, what's your, what's your favorite Black-owned business? Hmm. Well, I'll go first while y'all think. So, my one of my favorites is the McBride Sisters. They have a a, a winery. They're two um, two sisters. They have a winery, and so they have their own wine. Um, so they are, is really phenomenal. So the McBride Sisters. McBride. That's my 
Yes, they have their own wine for those of you that like to try wine. And then my other one is um, Nutrist hair products. Nutrist hair products. I love Nutrist hair products. It's owned by African American woman right here in Atlanta, Deshaun Bullard. Woo, woo, woo. And all her products can be found in Target, JC Penney's online. So those are my two phenomenal, my two favorite um, black-owned businesses and products. Hmm. Anybody else want to go? Tell me. <laughs> well, I, I I wish I had my list ready, but I, there's there's a lot of them. One of them I would come outside of the restaurant business and talk about um, a good friend that went to seminary with me. He has a he's a tailor, so he did um, all of my masks for our uh, my event planning company for, for our staff, and he he tailored them. They are made great quality material. Uh, they're professional looking and they, they, they're cut properly to cover the face. So his business is Pete Square Clothing and his name is Justin Smith. He's on Facebook, Pete Square Clothing and he does make clothes for women. I've seen some things that he's tailored, uh, cute pantsuits that he's getting into for a uh, lady, uh, but he mostly does a lot of things for men. So he is a, he is a, a tailor and that's the black owned business that I would choose tonight as a favorite for me because he like i said and, he, and his turnaround and customer service is above part yeah uh from from a service standpoint a young lady by the name of Lori mans with quality business solutions um she uh she assists uh people in gaining sponsorships and gaining you know getting the the monies needed to build their businesses and she's very efficient, and uh, so her name is Lori Mans with Quality uh, Quality Business Solutions. Uh, she's she's an excellent person, and I have to you know shout out to my niece, my niece uh, Tiffany Drayton. Yes, uh, she makes uh, cupcakes, cakes, and everything like you, Libby. I mean, your stuff make you want to go through the page, and so and so does hers. I love um, uh, so. You know, young entrepreneur. She's a she's only thirty something, early thirty something years old, and uh, she fried Oreos on the dashboard. She she does very well uh, in in catering and you know her desserts. So Tiffany Sweet Tooths, uh, you know, go on look, go on Facebook and Instagram and look that up and uh, order something because she does she does very, very, very well. And my other niece, um, uh, um, Tamara Bascom, has a, has a new company called Queenish, uh, where she sets you up with uh, all the accessories you need to step out and look good. And um, so she's she's new to the business. She's very efficient in it. And so I just want to shout her out uh, for uh, starting her business and, and, you know, growing. I mean, she has a lot, a long way to go, but uh, she's growing and she's doing well in it. And her business is called Queenish. Yes, uh, Queenish has nice eyewear. <laughs> you know, I am. Um, if I had known we were going to do the shout outs, I would have had a list together. Me too. <laughs> my, my husband and I, we consider ourselves foodies, right? And you can look at our bodies and tell it's true. <laughs> but we love, um, I love soul food. My, my parents, my mom was one of 12 and they had phenomenal skills when it come to cooking. So I'm a critic when it comes to good food. And so my family, while they were excellent cooks, they, maybe they couldn't necessarily run a business. So, uh, I think I'm, I'm glad they never tried that one with the food. But um, uh, Annie Laurel, which is over on Highway 85, and, and I heard this story, this, this woman is a black woman who worked for Ho uh, Evander Holyfield for many years as his private chef. And then he financed her starting the business. And so she is, uh, they have a restaurant. I've never been privileged to meet her, but I go over there. My husband and I go over and the kids and they call in these orders. The, it, the, the lines wrap the building, but to die for peace coffee. I mean, slap your mama. <laughs> but, but that's one thing, I'm a, a foodie person. But another one I'll give a shout out for 
is Ida Lanier. Dr. Ida, Ida Lanier is a dentist and we go to her and what I love about Dr. Lanier's practice and she and I talked about this in the past year is customer service. I like people who have phenomenal, the first person you meet in a business will make or break business for you. And so uh, Dr. Ida Lanier has these uh, beautiful uh, spirited people in a professional practice over on Panthersville, and she has a subsequent location on Panola Road. So anybody in the uh, business for a good dentist, I would look at Lanier, Ida Lanier. <laughs> Vicky, what about the place in Kirkwood? What's the name you and I went to for breakfast? Oh, I think that was an awesome. Marche. Yes. yes. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Shout out to them. They yeah. were close today, but I love me some La Petite Marche. Yes. Yes. They have a grit stack to die for. Yes. And grits, <laughs> too. Yes. Yes. Thanks for introducing me to that place. <laughs> yeah. A wonderful woman. I um, I met her. She's in the Kirkwood area. She and her father. Her father works there for, with her. And it's just a wonderful place to frequent. It is. Yes. Another one I would give as a, um, another one that's a, which is a restaurant. It's called Rock South Cuisine. And it's on Beaufort Highway. Uh, it is a this. They do great brunch. They do great regular foods. The food is great, and people rave about it. And so that's another place to go. And they have great customer service as well. So for everyone that's sharing restaurants, you may. Um, this is in the Metro Atlanta area because um, <laughs> we know that nationally people watch our show, but we want and listen to our podcast. But a lot of the restaurants we're shouting out are Metro Atlanta. So anytime that you're here in the city, then mm -hmm. please make sure you check these places out. Um, tonight we have on these phenomenal boat shirts. Yeah. And can y'all see the boat baby vote baby vote and boat baby vote is actually my product line but it's here to tell a story because we want to make sure that everyone knows and remember um, to get out there and vote. Um, there's all kind of crazy talking going on um, about voting, fear tactics being thrown at uh, people that are registered to vote. And so we want to make sure that uh, we are committed and we want to challenge you to get five people. If you voted already, um, then that's wonderful. You're ahead of the game. And we have one more day if you're in Metro Atlanta for early voting, which is tomorrow. Um, but we want to encourage you to get five other people that you know that have not voted yet and tell them, get that tail to the polls. Yes. Ask them what they waiting on. Get to the polls. Don't wait till next Tuesday. Please go um, by tomorrow. But if they have to wait till Tuesday, I don't care if you drive them to the polls yourself, if you're taking them snacks, you got to put people in the car, take everybody to the polls. Have you guys heard some crazy stuff going out there about not valuing the right to vote? Well, you know what? I, I'm not crazy, but I do want to give a shout out. Uh, my grandson is 18 and he's a first time voter. And uh, he voted for his Nana first, first, first. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in college in Savannah. And his dad drove down to get him, to bring him up here to vote. And, and I am so proud that I feel like we passed something on to our children and our children's children on the value and the benefit of their vote. So I say, wherever our, our kids are, go get them and take them to the polls. I'm, I, I like your challenge, five people. I've not heard anything but good things. I heard about a 94-year-old woman that insisted she, didn't, she wanted to go to that poll, and she did and she cast her vote. And she was an African-American woman. So I say, our vote matters. Let's make it count. Let's make it count. Well, yeah. we'll be back.
back here next Thursday. And so we'll be hearing to hearing your feedback on your voting experience. We want you to tell us about it. You know, what was it like for you to go out and, and vote? How much did your vote meant to you? How are other people impacted by your vote? What is your community saying about getting out to vote? There's so much that's surrounding and that's on um, standing in the balance about our vote. And so we're taking our vote serious. So remember, vote, baby, vote. And we see you back here on next Thursday. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. We're on all the podcast channels and we have some new material out there. And share. Please share, share, share. Share the Grown Folks Table podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Vote, y'all. Have a good night. Good night. Vote. Vote. Vote.